You're listening to the T20 podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Dominoes. Hello everyone. A slight deviation from the usual discourse. So your favorite host Mainro will not be hosting this particular episode. Instead, please bear with me. I'm Shuvaditya Bose and you'll be hearing me in some episodes of the T20 podcast with Ayaz Memon. Punjab have registered their second consecutive win and Rajasthan have been handed their first defeat in match 8 that was played in Guwahati. With me is Ayaz Memon. Ayaz, not the result we were expecting coming into this game, right? Yeah, I mean it's a bit of a surprise because Punjab didn't look very impressive in their first game though they did win uh, but, but that's because rain intervened. Uh, if you remember the first match, they won it on Duckworth-Lewis uh, 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 system. But Rajasthan was so impressive in their first victory. And it seemed like this was this could be a mismatch. But remember, this match was played in on a, on, a, on a neutral pitch, so to speak, because it was being played in Guwahati. So nobody knew which way the pitch would behave and who would get more advantage. As it turned out, Punjab made the most of, of batting first on this pitch. They should have got more than 200. But 195 was always going to be a difficult task for any team chasing it, even for a strong Rajasthan batting lineup, unless... Their top order clicked big time, but it didn't this time. You know, there was not much, many runs for Yashasvi Jaiswal, not enough for Butler, and I think the biggest blow was losing Sanjay, Sanju Samson, their captain, when he was, you know, looking extremely well set, and then he played one, one loose shot, I thought, and that kind of changed that game quite dramatically. All right, so let me give you a quick match recap. Punjab were asked to bat first, and they scored 197 runs. Skipper Shikhar Dhawan top scored with a 56 ball 86, while his opening partner Prab Simran Singh, he scored 60 runs in 34 deliveries. In response, Rajasthan could only score 192 runs. Nathan Ellis was the pick of the bowlers, he recorded a 4 wicket haul. So Ayaz, Shikhar did score 86 runs, but it was Prab Simran who set the tone for Punjab, with that solid start. So would he be your player of the match? I mean, look, you know, it's, it's, it was an invaluable innings. When you look at it in the context of the match, that flying start that he and Prabh Simran gave Punjab, that put them on course for a big score. And they made, as you mentioned, 197. I made a mistake earlier in saying 195. It was, they made 197. They could have got maybe 15, 20 runs more. They got, you know, kind of bogged down a little bit. Uh, but, you know, when you're chasing close to 200, you need consistently consistent runs from at least... Three or four in the top order, which which Rajasthan couldn't manage this time. And you must give credit to the Punjab bowlers. They had it, it was it wasn't easy bowling because of the heavy dew factor there. You could see that the bowlers were struggling to even grip the ball, which made it a little, in that sense, a little easier for the batsmen. Not too much because the ball is also then, you know, when it gets soaked, when it is wet, it comes it comes on differently, or you know, from the pitch. So, it wasn't so easy either for the batsmen or for the bowlers, but certainly more difficult for the bowlers. And I thought Nathan Ellis bowled really well to pick up those four wickets. And in a sense, he was instrumental in in uh, making sure that Punjab win this match. So, I would say that, yes, Shikhar played a sterling knock, but don't discount Nathan Ellis for being the what, what I call is the most valuable player of the match. Absolutely. So, now let's talk about Shikhar Dhawan. He was, of course, India's ODI captain last year when the focus was on T20 cricket. Uh, but this year, he's not on the international scene altogether. Uh, he has always wanted to step up to a leadership role. 
So do you think this season is all about redemption for him, all about proving a point? Uh, this 86 of course definitely helps, right? It does help because the big tournament this year is the ODI World Cup, which is what I think he would be targeting. I mean, yes, he's, he's given the captaincy in the India T20 League, which is, you know, very prestigious job, but also a very taxing job as because the league is so competitive. And we saw today while when, when, when Rajasthan had turned on the heat on the bowlers that Shikhar was sweating more profuse, profusely than anybody else. So, yes, but if he makes runs consistently as he has done today, then he could be sending a reminder to the selectors that there's still some gas left, there's some fuel in the tank still, and he should be considered for the for the ODI World Cup. A lot has been said about Sam Curran's price tag of 18.5 crore. Of course, he's the most expensive player, we all know that. But he did prove his worth with that excellent last over today. What do you make of that? Yeah, I mean, look, he's a young player, but he's also fairly experienced. Remember, he was also the player of the... T20 World Cup played last year in, in Australia, which England won. So he's, he's learnt very fast, he's, his growth has been meteoric uh, in international cricket. He did go for plenty of runs today, but that's because most bowlers did. Uh, but he, he, you know, when it comes to the crunch, when it comes to bowling a, a tight last over, I don't think Punjab could have had a better man than him because the, oh, before that, even Arshdeep Singh, who had picked up two wickets and looked to be Punjab's best bowler in the first game as well as for, for the most part today, he had gone for plenty. So it became really important for for Sam Curran to bowl that last over and clinch the match for his team, which he did. Now let's shift our focus to Rajasthan. They are certainly one of the most formidable sites in the competition. Of course, a pre-tournament favourite as well. But when things don't work for them, everything tends to fall apart, right? Like, what what gets wrong with them? Well, I mean, look, you know, winning as as I maintain in sport is a habit. You know, you you get used to winning, and then you learn more and more what to do things, how to do things to keep winning. I mean, is this is true of all great sides that have played any sport, whether you look at you know basketball or cricket or football, and certainly in cricket. You know, look at teams like the, the great West Indies team or the great Aussie team and to a large extent even the Indian team over the last maybe 7-8 years for the most part. But I think Rajasthan, you know, T20 by its nature is quite fickle. So you have to be on your on your guard or, or uh, uh, you know, have your wits about you and stay focused all the time. Last year they were they lost in the final. This year they started very impressively, and the next match they've lost, as, as we've seen today. It's a long journey still. This is a long tournament, many matches still to come, but they have to regroup fast. I think the the, the issue for Rajasthan could be that sometimes they are, you know, they're profligate. They are so talented. There are so many players who can win a match of their own bat or through their own bowling that sometimes that cohesiveness which you need in the effort goes missing. Like I thought. You know, there were some mistakes made today. Uh, why didn't Josh Butler open the innings if he was going to bat at number three is a question that needs to be asked. They sent in R. Ashwin who batted out a few deliveries without scoring any runs. And I thought Devdutt Padikal, who's a very talented youngster, uh, you know, just consumed so many deliveries that he left a very, very difficult task for somebody like a Shimran Hetmeyer to come and complete. And remember, Sanju Samson also got out what I thought was to a loose stroke. So, Shimran Hetmeyer and... Uh, you, you know, you know the, his his partner towards the end, Dhruv Jurel, 
they put on a lot of runs the half century partnership and took the team so close otherwise you're right i mean you know I, it was just coming apart just when it looked like they could be winning this match fairly easily so ayas at the start of the podcast you mentioned about the match being played in guwahati we saw many fans turn up but then again teams use home advantage for pitch familiarity and also the support of the loyal home fan base rajasthan on the other hand though they are trying to tap into a different catchment area what do you make of this i think the idea of you know spreading the ambit wide in in catchment areas which are outside your main center is a very good idea because ultimately the aim of the league is also to you know spread the game the gospel of the game far and wide and attract new players create incentives for youngsters from that area or adjoining areas to get into uh, into the sport and maybe you know in end up playing for the franchise i think that's a very laudable idea so yes i mean you know but rajasthan have their uh, main center at jaipur and that's where they'll be play, playing the bulk of their matches so i don't think they'll lose out too much this was an interesting contest for the fact that the pitch was you know both the teams were unfamiliar with the pitch so it added a little bit uh, you know a keener edge to the fight i thought normally also it's interesting to see the record over the past couple of years punjab versus rajasthan has always produced humdingers for some reason and this one was well it was it was almost there i mean it, it virtually last ball finish uh, you know last over finish certainly but it could have gone either way till till very late in the game Now big game on the cards tomorrow of course Kolkata returning home Eden Gardens to play against Bangalore. So Bangalore had a smooth sailing in their first game but on the contrary we saw Kolkata having a really tricky start. They lost to Punjab. Uh, how do you see this one going Ayaz? Well you know uh, it is always uh, you know a little risky to make predictions but certainly Bangalore will start as favorites because of the emphatic manner in which they crushed Mumbai in their first game. It's a very powerful batting lineup for Bangalore. So, so surely if Kohli and Faf Duplessis get going, they've also got Dinesh Karthik. They've got Glenn Maxwell, who didn't need in the in the earlier match. They've got a very good bowling side also, even without Josh Hazelwood. So, and Kolkata in the first match looked, you know, very tepid. They're looking, I think, for the two seasoned West Indians to to come to their rescue, Andre Russell and Sunil Narayan. But they need runs. I think the batting is the is the weak spot. Uh, Nitish Rana, new captain, has a lot lot of work to do. He has to lead from the front. Uh, but you know, I I think even if playing at home, the 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 Kolkata team will start as underdogs here because Bangalore just looked extremely strong in their first match. So we will be back with you after the match tomorrow. I ask. Thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Catch up again tomorrow. That was today's episode of the T20 podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Dominoes. This is a Quint original podcast executive produced by Shelly Walia and Ritu Kapoor. This episode was hosted by Shubhaditya Bose, produced and edited by Pratik Lidho, Anjali Palod and Kriti Ghai. And a special thanks to our guest Ayaz Memon. Stay tuned for our future episodes on your preferred podcast app. You were listening to the Quinn's podcast.